0: Gone big, over the top, and that will be 100. Bright Street, a fifth, first-class century, but the first time wearing the green and gold.
1: Well, what
2: a shot from Lovachani.
0: Oh, little Sandy. Go on, son. he's nailed that. That would have to be his first six, surely. <laughs> T20
1: cricket.
3: A very warm welcome to the Cricket Library Weekly. My name is Matt Ellis and joining me as always, Robbie McKinlay, fresh from commentating the magnificent work of Bryce Street over the weekend. Great to have you with us, Robbie.
0: Great to be back, Matty, and I've just been waiting for this um, all week since Bryce Street raised that ton on Saturday afternoon um, at Ian Healy Oval. I knew this was going to be all about Bryce Street this episode, so I'm not. Sh- you have for the first time ever, you haven't sent through a run sheet. You just had <laughs> you, <laughs> you de Street, uh, et, cetera, et cetera. So no, good on him. It's fantastic. 119 not out. He, um, he's just yeah. He just keeps continues to improve. He's a really good story.
1: Yeah, born
3: in Gosford, though that's the that's the query we need to investigate further, isn't it?
0: Well, the whole the top out of the top four batters for Australia A um, in the match against the English lines, uh, three of the top four are all New South Wales pathway um, players.
3: Ah, there you go.
0: Yeah, so Kush had um, both the openers, Henry Hunt, yep. Grenfell, um, Bryce Street, Gosford, and then at number four, the captain Nick Maddinson. Mm. So that's, um, but that's yeah. You know, they they move for opportunity, and that's the way it is. That's the, the nature of the game.
3: And and we're not we're not just going to focus the whole episode on Be Street, although he probably oh. will get a few mentions. Uh, also, tonight on the show, I've I've got a whole page full of notes in my cricket library notebook sent through from our Orange librarian uh, Matt down there in Orange. Uh, some really good stats in and around the test from last week. We'll we'll have a look at the test match and we'll try and fire in as many of those stats as possible. And yep. an exclusive to the Cricket Library Weekly. When I say exclusive, it'll probably end up on YouTube as well. the the highly popular popular Cricket Library YouTube channel. Matt Fiction has agreed to a new segment.
0: Oh no, not one.
3: Yeah so this this will just be temporarily replacing Fact or Fiction. So the first season of Fact or Fiction is done. But as suggested by Elliot from New Zealand he 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 was really pleading with us at the library to get an English perspective on the Ashes. Good call. And it's 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 like a diary format. So last last week during the test match we had Matt Fiction uh recording his views after each day of play and some and just going over some of the key moments throughout the test match i'd be interested to hear what he's got for us for the day 5 summary um oh. but we'll
1: we'll, we'll yeah, see we'll, um, we'll, see, we'll probably, see we'll see there might be a, bit of,
3: a bit, bit of dead air there maybe but um cer- cer- <laughs> certainly we'll have four little snippets from the fiction files so that, that's debuting and premiering on the Cricket Library Weekly and then uh, through the game in Adelaide. Uh, We're recording this on a Wednesday night. So each night after play finishes, uh, expect to see something popping up on your social media feed somewhere and and then we'll we'll play the whole thing on the Cricket Library Weekly uh, next week as well. So a very exciting time there. And let's get into it. Robbie Australia, 1-0 up in the series. Uh, Patrick Cummins taking his first five-wicket haul against England in Test Match Cricket. Alex Carey, the debutant, most catches on debut for a keeper. TM Head, first ton in a session at the Gabba and the third-fastest Ashes tonne. Uh, yeah. Warner, Warner, David Warner already only one run away from his series tally in 2019. So th- th- there's a few stats uh, that I've mentioned already. There's plenty more to come uh, from from that Test match. What a what a great start to the summer for the Australians.
0: Yeah, well, you can throw all the stats you like at it, Matt, but it's a familiar start um, for the English tourists yeah. an Australian Ashes. Uh, isn't it, with Brisbane, they just go one nil down. It puts them on the back foot straight away. Mm. Uh, but I still, I still think they this, there's a lot to play out yet in this Ashes. I, I still think there's a lot of upsides. Sam them. Uh, Anderson and Broad, I would assume, would come in. Um, yeah. I'm not 100% sure around the decision-making with that. I just would have thought one of them, perhaps. But it's almost as if they're prepared to concede the first test, come back, try to level it up in Adelaide, get a bit of momentum back. And then take it from there. Um, but anyway, look who knows. But but look, there was good signs from I suppose with um, David Milan and Joe Root in that second innings. But Australian bowling was red hot. Paddy Cummins, as you said, not only a great match with those five wickets in the first innings, but his captaincy. I think he made for it, Matt. He's yeah, you know, he's just got that calmness about him. I think he'll, he'll be a really good influence on the rest of his team in the change rooms. The the, the 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 punters out there, the cricket family will really get on board with Pat Cummins so it was a really good start, oh, they played really good cricket and it, it was a bit, bit bit, of a surprise wasn't it, Sunday morning when everyone went to bed Saturday night thinking, gee, England have fought back here, they are back in this game you know, with
1: yeah. he
0: does this and Root does this and, and it just didn't pan out that way in the end did it, it like, uh, great bowling and, they and finally got that 400 cricket and yeah. it just set up the whole day so I just thought we might, there might have been a run chase around that 150, 180 there at some stage, but full credit to the bowlers. They've done the job.
3: Yeah, and uh, a, a few question marks over the health and fitness of D.A. Warner. Now, I saw an interesting mm. stat come up around D.A. Warner. A former guest of the Cricket Library podcast, G.S. Chappell. 80, yes. 87 test matches. 2,400s, 3,150s, batting average 53.86. D.A. Warner, 87 test matches, 2,400s, and 3,150s. Wow. Batting average 48.39. So, uh, and Mm. Greg Chappell, 7,110 runs. Um and D A Warner seven thousand four hundred and five runs. So isn't it interesting? Uh, wouldn't have thought there'd be a Venn diagram. G S Chapel D A Warner, but we might need to produce one uh, from the library. Gee whiz. That, that's that again. Thanks to the Orange Library for bringing that to my attention. Um, always good to be able to reference a former guest of the show and let people know that they can have yeah. a listen to that chat via the usual. By the usual uh, processes involved in listening to podcasts, but maybe we need to get D. A. Warner on at some stage to to, to have a bit <laughs> of it a chat. Out.
2: Yeah, and um,
3: so just while we're on David Warner and and what a loss he would be, uh, although he has it, he has been named for Adelaide. He's got the 14th best test average for an opener, and 24 hundreds is the second best out of Aussie openers uh, behind the great Matthew Lawrence Hayden who notched up 30 tonnes and the fifth most amount of tonnes for an opener from all countries. So D.A. Warner certainly at the top of his game uh, and particularly here in Australia, he certainly has been the mainstay at the top of the order in recent times. So fingers crossed those ribs are okay for Adelaide. And um he's good to go there, but certainly as we've seen, there are plenty of good top water batsmen waiting in the wings, Robbie.
0: Yeah, there is. And speaking of um I just going through those sorry, just before I get on to my next point, going through those stats, gee, it shows you how good a player Matthew Hayden was, doesn't it? Because his immediate start to his test career wasn't a successful one. He was dropped yeah. and came back and then he just dominated world cricket. Goodness me, he... Certainly, um, you know, I've got a bit of a theory, Matty, around um, cricketers at all levels. They do their best best batting over the age of 30 if they remain, you know, reasonably fit. I think between the age of 30, 35 is that they're almost at their peak It's because they've just got so much intel by that time. But yeah. Now, I'm going to I'm gonna return serve with the stats for Matt in Orange. In fact, it might have been Matt from Orange that gave me this one, but... We spoke about this during the um, Australia-England uh, Lions game. We're talking about Rory Burns. Rory yeah. Burns, in first-class cricket, Matt, has opened the batting on 264 occasions. Gee, that's a lot of innings. It is. Now, in the second innings of the first Test match, mm. it was only for the fourth time he didn't face first ball of the innings. Oh, gee. So, quite a remarkable that, that one, I just and it probably just shows maybe the mindset he was at. I don't know who made that mind up or did Haseeb Hamid come in and say, look, no, I'll take this one. Um, yeah, so just a so, on that. Maybe so I only
3: would... one, but I'm just doing my maths here, so it would be about 1.5%
0: of the time. Correct. Yep, that would be about it. Other, other than that, he always, always nearly takes first strike.
3: Because I've right. I, I, I've never opened the batting at first class level, obviously, but I've played a lot of club cricket and I used to love facing the first ball. Correct. I'm yep. a massive fan of facing the first ball because sometimes you get a warm-up ball, sometimes you get one just on yep. your pads, you can sort of tuck around the corner, get off strike, and, and you can be one off one and the other – your partner – can do the heavy lifting for the remaining five balls Ooh. of the over.
0: You can also get a peach first up, Matt, and just taking a deep dive into your statistical record, I've suggested it on a few occasions. You didn't always get a nice little one on the lead.
1: <laughs> can, I, away.
3: Can, I, can I just say uh, my <laughs> most recent innings playing first grade cricket, I was actually out first ball of the afternoon. <laughs> I, 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 I nicked one and... Yeah. Oh, I was... It's just Devo. Uh,
0: yep. Did you, you just go and do the scoring for the rest of the day I then? I
3: did because, like, you wait all week to bat, Robbie.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: And in Rory Burns's case, like, he's been waiting a long time to get a bat in Australia. First ball it's on Australian winter. soil. He's thinking, oh, he yeah, I've been listening to a certain um, vocal... Member of the Australian media suggesting that M. A. Stark uh, oh, sh- yeah. shouldn't be shouldn't be um, taking his place in the side. I'm sure he'll just give me a half volley on leg stump that doesn't swing at all. It'll yeah. be fine.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. There's a bit of opinion, and um, Shane Keith Warren he thought that um, he missed a straight one, mm. whereas Mark War and Ricky Ponting thought the ball swung back late. I- Look, my eyes are not what they used to be, but I did—I thought I did detect um, the ball swinging back in and hitting leg stump. So I yeah. thought it was a fantastic ball from Mitch Stark. So, but yeah. I've got no—I um, I, I, I looked at it from a pretty, you know, from a for a clean window. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't.
3: No. My my only concern was that the ball wasn't replayed ad nauseum, so I didn't get a chance oh. to have a look at it more than forty three times. So <laughs> w- w- once I've seen it did about it. fifty times, I reckon I'll be able to give you a better summation. But I, I detected yeah. swing on the forty three yep. viewings I've had it's of it. Fine. So yeah, it's, yeah,
0: I did too. Yeah,
3: Oh that's good. That's good. Well, um, second test match coming up. Uh, we're expecting England to make. Some changes to their lineup. Australia looking looking pretty solid. Uh, no JR Hazelwood. Looks like JA mm. Richardson will come into the side. Feeling for MG Neeser uh, in that he has been in and around that group for a long time. You saw him bowling at the end here, Oval last weekend, Robbie. Um, yeah. What What are your thoughts on MG Neeser? And if he's not getting picked now, h- how does he force his way into that Australian team?
0: Yeah, because he took wickets in the first innings of that, of that match. Mm. It was pretty impressive. And then I saw a lot more of him bowling uh, Saturday Sunday afternoon, day three, and then all day Sunday on a very benign wicket, very dead. Um, yeah, he was, where he was putting the ball, there was no problem. There just was nothing in the wicket, match, So yeah, which will be a completely different story with uh, Adelaide, I think, with a pink ball and a bit of nighttime bowling. But uh, Joe Richardson, for mine, he's the obvious choice. Yeah. He, look, they're both very similar, and they both bat very well too, which is very important. Um, I still think that uh, seven, eight, and nine batters in both sides are going to play a big part in that in this series. So that there'll be someone will win a test match through those efforts. Um, yeah, but no, I'm really happy Richardson got a chance. It, I think um, yeah, it, Joshy Hazelwood. Yeah, that's, will he come up? I'd, I'm not sure if he'd come up for the Boxing Day test. That to me would be at least a two or three week injury. So yeah. they might be looking at him more for the Sydney test. Um, so the option opportunity could come up for Nisa, although
3: SM um, Boland see a chance for Melbourne. Absolutely,
0: Matt. A bit of meatloaf. You took the words right out of my mouth there. <laughs> um, he the way he bowled the way he bowled that Shield game against New South Wales was outstanding. He, he, I think he, yeah. If an opening comes up, um, I would slide him in there. Horses for courses, Matt. Sort of scenario.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll wait and see, Robbie. Day-night Test match coming up. I can hardly wait. Let's let's debut Matt Fictions new segment. Let's get his views on how the palms are tracking. And then Beautiful. when we come back, uh, let's let's talk a bit of Big Bash. Glenn Maxwell scored hundred tonight just before we started recording here, and plenty of plenty of great Big Bash talking points. And, of course, the Women's National Cricket League, which you'll be calling for Cricket.com.au, We'll we'll do a bit of a preview of the WNCL as well. Uh, So let's hand it over to our man, our resident cricket librarian, the overseas librarian, and let's get his thoughts in the fiction files. I'm Elliot from New Zealand, and this is the Cricket Library Weekly with R.B. McKinley, MJ Ellis, and Matt Fiction.
2: Get Well, you've been asking for it, and it's now time, a brand new segment. The Fiction Files, with me, Matt Fiction. And it's an opportunity for you to get an insight into what it's like for me, as a cricket librarian working in Australia, you in the ashes. I'm absolutely pumped. This is going to be a great opportunity. I'm going to be able to tell you all the highs and maybe occasionally one or two lows. I dare say there won't be any lows because England will win the ashes. They'll win them 5-0 and everyone will be saying, we don't want to talk to you. Please stop talking about the ashes. So I've made a bit of a deal here. What I'm going to do every day of the game you'll get my views at the end of play and we'll package it all up on the cricket library weekly let's have a listen to see how things went in the first test at the Gabba here are my thoughts on day one what a first day of the ashes I'm really flat, I was so excited this morning, J.E. Root, the coin toss goes up. He calls correctly. And then we have a bat first. And an M.A. Stark. He ruins my whole morning in the space of one delivery. England three for 24 at drinks. England four for 59 at lunch. Then they're five for 108 after 39 overs. I'm just hoping and praying that Pope and Butler can get him out of jail. But it doesn't happen. England all out 147, the Australians far too good on day one, and then it rained. I was thinking, rain, rain, go away, because this is our chance. Let's get these Aussie openers in there. Let's get them out there on a wet deck, and steamroll them. But it didn't happen, it rained. We came back the next day. Day two. Australia. What a day for them. I was up and about. Harris went. I was screaming at the television, you beauty. Pack your bags. Harris, cop that. But then it was a long morning for me. Love a Shane and Warner piling them on. A bit of a reprieve when Stephen Smith came and went my word, T.M. Head, 100 in a session. Remarkable display from a man as some people were querying He's placing in the side. How can you query T.M. Head? What a player. I wish he was a pom. Didn't he put them to the sword? 100 in a session, my word. And Australia, seven for three, four, three at the end of day, two. Oh, gee, if you thought I was flat at the end of day one. I was really flat at the end of day two. But I knew there'd be something special in that second innings from England. I knew that J.E. Root would be the man to lead the Poms out of the doom and gloom. And he did it. What a man, J.E. Root, what a batsman. and DJ Milan, they set the tone. England, two for 220 at Stumps, cop that Australia. We're gonna pile them on. We're gonna make 450 plus and you are going to get yourselves in a woeful position. And we're gonna take out this test match and all the doubters, all the naysayers, all those people who didn't believe it was possible. They'll be coming back here in the library. They'll be apologizing. Day four. My word. England. All out. 297. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm having trouble talking about this. England all out. 297. Australia. <laughs> In the second innings,
3: only 20 runs of victory. And
1: Alex
2: Carey's gone, he's gone for nine. Robinson's got the wicket. We're a chance. Only need to take nine for four. We couldn't do it. Australia win the first test. Nathan Lyon gets his 400th test wicket. Alex Carey. Takes more catches than anyone has and debut as a test match wicket keeper. It seems like all the positive stats are with the Aussies. I'm regrouping. I'm I'm calming down. And the great news, it looks like Jimmy Anderson might be ready to unleash in Adelaide. It looks like D.A. Warner has a little bit of a sore rib and we might be peppering it in Adelaide. And it looks like, as well, J.R. Hazelwood might have a little bit of a niggle. So I'm ready for England to fight back. And you can hear all about it as I review each day's play in the Fiction Files. Make sure you stay tuned on the social networks on the Cricket Library YouTube channel. And, of course, next week right here on the Cricket Library Weekly. This is BMap Fiction. Bye for now.
3: Well, there he is, Robbie. The fiction files. That I, I I don't mean to sound surprised, but that was better than I was expecting.
0: Not bad. Not bad. A little bit flat at times through some of the days play, but that was to be expected as well. But that's a, a nice start from that fiction. I like it. And Interesting to see what feedback. Feedback on the socials will be like it. I think it's very
3: acceptable. And and speaking of the socials, Robbie, I I don't know if you saw the little photo uh, out of the Dean Cricket Library. Matt Fiction has some new apparel. He has a Abode Hotels ACT Meteors shirt (laughs) with Fiction on the back and the number
0: twenty three. Well, what else would he have?
3: Well, I uh, maybe number one, uh, but but I, I think yeah. I think that's a very big statement he's put out on social media via the Cricket Library uh, Instagram channel this afternoon, and he just had it he just had it hanging on a coat hanger on the bookshelves. <laughs> So you can sort of see the Bradman, a couple of Bradman books, and a few other books in the background. I, I don't know if you could see Michael Clark another famous number twenty-three, or Shane Warne, a famous twenty-three. Of course, Sophie Molyneux, uh, number twenty-three as well. Um, plenty, of, plenty of big names. Michael Jordan. Oh yeah, Michael Michael Jordan. I'm sure fiction, I'm sure fiction would be putting himself in the in the same category of of the other MJ, Michael Jordan. Um,
0: Buddy Franklin of Hawthorne.
3: Buddy Franklin,
0: yep. He's he's not shy, is he?
3: (laughs) He's definitely not shy, but I assume the Abode Hotels ACT Meteors would be pumped to know they have one of the most notorious cricket librarians in the world.
0: Yeah, he's becoming that way.
3: And he's he's, he's wearing a Meteor shirt, or he's at least displaying it proudly in his library. So, uh, keep it. Keep an eye out for him. We might try and get some. Might try and get some footage on the socials. Um, I don't know if it's really fair to stalk him, but the best way to get a photo would be from behind, where you can just see the shirt. And, yeah. and we'll see where that might turn up this summer. I reckon it might turn up at a few different venues. So, keep your <laughs> eyes peeled. Uh, but speaking of W N C L, Robbie, um, what a great time of year this is plenty of cricket in preparation for the all-important Ashes series. And there's a few players taking a little bit of time just to charge up the batteries. What, what What's your intel on uh, a couple of the games coming up? We've got Victoria v. New South Wales, Tassie v. Queensland, those ones on Friday. And then uh, on Ricky Ponting's birthday, we've got uh, the return bouts of both of those matches as well. So, uh, that's on Sunday. so uh, And then, then there's a little hiatus before uh, Fiction's Meteors get their season underway on the 6th of January. So uh, w- w- what are you hearing uh, out of the WNCL squads, Robbie?
0: Yeah, I guess the, the two biggest ones that are out, um, and probably Australia's two best batters, you've got Meg Lenning, She's not going to play the first two games, so she'll miss, um, both games against New South Wales at the Junction Oval or the City Power Centre. That's yeah. Friday and Sunday, and then but she will go to the ACT. So she will play at Manuka against the ACT Meteors. Um, those games on January, uh, January seven. Yep, uh, and also then on the night of January. So she'll be back. To that and uh, a similar thing is happening with um, Beth Mooney.
1: Yeah, also, okay. She's doing
0: the same thing too, so she won't be there. As in Queensland, they defend their title. Start will start the defence their title down in Tasmania. In those couple of games coming up on the same date. So yeah, Friday and Sunday, it all starts. And um, there's been a bit of change in the Victorian side. Uh, a, a player that um, has done so well at Sydney Thunder, Sam Bates. Yeah. Um, she comes into that Victorian squad from Tasmania last year. And then, some big outs too. You have got. Molly Strano and Elise Bellani have gone to Tasmania, mm. um, which is an interesting one. Um, yeah, so-
3: Molly, Molly Strano oh. made reference to a tattoo that she would think she might get if Tasmania are to lift that Ruth Pretty trophy. Uh, go okay. back go back and have a listen. When she joined us on the Cricket Library podcast. That's uh, right. She, yeah. she mentioned she was very keen to get some silverware down there at Tassie and... Um, made reference to the swimming coach, Mr. Boxall, and his celebration after a gold oh, of course, medal. Of yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, no, I, I like the look of Tassie. I really do in the WNCL. Some really, really handy players down there. Yeah,
0: they look dangerous at times last year. So, um, and then, of course, Victoria have got, um, at the moment, uh, yeah, so, so well, Sophie Mullen has got that stress fracture in the right foot. Um, oh yeah, and going to going to miss the Ashes as well. So that's a big out. Where of course George, Georgia Wareham did the ACL, so she's out for the remainder of the summer. So that's the Victorian side of things. But breakers, um, Alyssa Healy, she's going to captain the side. So yep. Maitland Brown comes over from the ACT, which is a I think that's a that's a really good
3: that's a great that get. one there. Yeah, great. Yeah.
0: Get. Um and then. A, Maddie Dark, probably looking for a bit more opportunity. She's gone over WA. Lucy Griffith is staying in WA. Yep. Um, where she played in played for the Scorchers in the WBBL. And Hayley Silver-Holmes has gone down to Tassie as well. So she'll join Molly Strano and Elisa um, Fellani down there. So there's a bit of movement. I think what all this means is, Matt, it's going to be a very even competition. But... Good news for New South Wales is Rachel Haynes will be back. Yes. She has been playing club cricket. So, and um, although, yeah, yeah, I think um, I'm not sure about Ash Gardner too. Um, she is a little bit iffy at the moment. Apparently, she also starts yeah, uh, um, a lot in glanning. But is that is that an injury um, concern? I'm not sure. I think a lot of it is time to recharge the batteries a bit. Yeah. So yeah. that and that's that's what Beth Mooney said sort of reset. The Ashes are gonna be pretty full on.
1: Yeah.
0: And the, yeah, I think they just get their timing right. So um I think that's just as important as anything. So um Matt, a couple other things, just a few other little things in the WNCL to keep an eye out for. Mm-hmm. Uh Western Australia may not play until mid February. Oh. if they close their border to Tasmania, so they get eye on that. McGowan yeah, watch. Smirk McGowan is a um, yeah, he's he, he hard to budge. Um now that one of the I think you'll like this one. In the event of a tie, they are going to play a super over this year.
1: Wow. So there you go. Yeah. Yes, okay.
0: Yep. And the double bonus point is gone. This is the WNL. just the one uh if you get you just a single bonus point for a run rate one point two five percent quicker than the opposition. Yep. And the other one, and there's this I, mean, I just I could never work it out. The fix that what I thought was a stupid rule where they gave one point for an abandoned game mm. but two two for a no result. Oh. So it it's two now both ways. Either way it's gonna be two. And just I think England will be naming their Ashes and England A squads this Friday night. Okay. Um and then Australian squad they won't be picked I think it's the second week of January. So yeah. Oh, so right. there's a there's yeah. a two little fiddle tidbits there for you Matty, to just have a good think about
3: yeah this is, it's, a, it's a great competition the women's National Cricket League competition and it's nice that it is no longer a contest of who will play New South Wales in the final it's it's a very open competition and and plenty of mm. opportunity for a lot of players to put their names forward particularly with a few injuries around to some key people in that Australian setup. A great yeah. opportunity for, for people to put their hand up for that women's ashes, and uh, really looking forward to that. And Robbie, the big bash. How good's the big bash been? We've been we've been following it very closely at my house. Uh, kids are on school holidays now, so we've got uh, the spare bed out in the lounge room. <laughs> uh, the boys the boys are actually Good there on. lying on the bed now and uh, yeah. w- watching the stars v sixes while well. I'm in the um, recording studio. And uh, what what usually happens is that the boys are usually asleep at the innings break, which means on the following morning um, we've been recording them, and then the following morning we just do a bit of catch up. So, oh, perfect. It means I means I usually get to watch the second innings of games twice, which is outstanding. Uh, so, <laughs> there's been been some really really good talking points. One of them. Um, our loyal listener, Dylan, uh, from over in Perth. This this was brought to our attention via Twitter. Well, he didn't tag the Cricket Library, but uh, certainly someone at the Cricket Library passed this on to me. Sandeep Lamashane. Uh, yeah. He's played 104 matches of T20 cricket, made his highest score, 13 not out, and and hit his first six. So I I am very, very happy for Sandeep getting that uh getting that getting that done. Uh gee, there's been some other good batting as well. Um and another stat from from Dylan. Uh he doesn't he Dylan doesn't work for the cricket library like our Orange Librarian does, but um Dylan put this one out on Twitter. It says after Michael Klinger scored his hundred on December 26, thousand and fourteen we had to wait 2,543 days to see another Scorchers century. And then in brackets, see Munro. After Colin ah. Munro scored his 100 on December 11, 2021, we had to wait just three days to see another Scorchers BBL century, MR Marsh. And that was yes. a – you saw him batting at the Ian Healy Oval, Robbie, and oh. he, he was just plundering the attack. Uh, and he's just carried that straight through to the KFC Big Bash. What a, what yep. a
0: display. He, um, that, yeah, that, that inning suffered against English Lions. I think it was 60 um, in that in second innings. He, he hit seven sixes in that innings and won four. He hit four sixes in a row, and the fifth ball, first four balls um, of the over, and then he, I think it was Rob Yates, a part-time spinner. Mightn't see much more of Rob's spin for a while. <laughs> and then the fifth ball landed a foot short of the boundary. It would have been five sixes in a row and lining up to get do the Gary Sobers and go six sixes. But oh, wow. yeah, he's just monstering the ball. But, but for mine, Matt, I don't know if you ever get a chance. Have, there was a six that Nick Maddinson hit on the same afternoon.
1: Mm.
0: But he hit the six over cover that it crashed into the pavilion at, at Ian Healy Oval. His ability to put that ball in that position, so flat and powerful, was quite incredible. And all this, while all this was going on, Maddinson, 71 or, I don't know, 40-odd balls, Marsh, 60 or 30, whatever. Bryce Street is just chipping away, yeah. working the singles, chipping away, hit the odd boundary. And he brought up his 100, 119 not out, you know. So yeah, but not- that was...
2: Is he? Yeah. Is, is, is Street been
3: uh, snapped up by a Big Bash franchise? I haven't. I've looked through the list, um, and I have not seen his name. So.
0: Not yet. Not yeah, yet. I okay. think, that's, as we've often said, that'll be a part of his game he'll develop. But I'll tell you what, mate. All all seriousness, Bryce Street is now becoming a a potentially very good option to open the batting for Australia if the opportunity arises, because he he's a bit of an old style. Mm. Opening bat, left left-handed. He plays the ball very late. He um he's got such an organised game. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows his limitations. Yeah, he um yeah, there's, there's going to come a time I think because he, he he's just improving so much.
3: Well, he's only this he, is the thing. I think he's only twenty three, twenty four years old. Like he's, still, he's only a pup, yeah. still still a youngster. Yep, and, and he and, bowled. Yeah, he, he did bowled a few bowl. Overs. Yeah, yeah.
0: Little nippers, little, just
3: nips them around a bit. Yeah. 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 He picked up, I think he picked up Bo Webster in a Shield game earlier, yeah. earlier this season as well with the ball. Uh, so uh, back, back on the big bash. Um, yeah. Sorry. We just, yeah. Got no, I don't know how reason. things keep. It's probably because of the notes I sent through, which just has B E Street written in bold uh, as the main talking point. So it's understandable we, we'd end up heading down yeah. that path, so to speak. Uh Another another hundred Glenn Maxwell tonight. Now, interesting stat around Glenn Maxwell tonight. His fifty came up off 36 balls, and it was his second slowest big bash fifty. <laughs> and and then uh, yeah, and then and what I loved about tonight was as um, as Glenn Maxwell went to 87, uh, Jack from the Cricket Library said to me. Oh, that's his highest score, Dad. And, really? Yeah, and then they flash up on the screen that it's uh <laughs> just like within within twenty seconds after him announcing to us that it was his highest score, <laughs> it flashes up on the screen that it's Glenn Maxwell's highest score in Big Bash. So first hundred as well for Glenn Maxwell. And I just said to I just said to Jack and Peter from the from the library here, I love watching the cricket with them because
1: yeah. They are they just
3: give you stats. they are just feeding me stats the whole game. It it's absolutely outstanding. And I I I enjoy it thoroughly. So Matt Matt in Orange, um
0: Well, hey Matt, have you got a by any chance have you got an orchard at Barabadine?
2: Oh not
0: really, no. Oh, okay. I thought there might have been a couple of apples fall off the tree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wonder who that. I wonder uh, who they are like. Yeah,
3: yeah, I, yeah. I'm not sure, Robbie, but uh, certainly, yeah, certainly makes the uh, the viewing experience a lot more enjoyable with a couple of little statisticians in the oh, room.
0: It's it's, I love that. It's, it's good to see. It's good but It's good for see. your mathematics. It is so good mm. for your mathematics.
1: Oh yeah. So
0: look, mate, I was never, I was never good at algebra and all this, the rhythmic logarithms, logarithms, whatever. But I'll tell you what. I'd take on anyone in mental arithmetic, like just cricket scores, footy scores, by adding all them up. Mate, sharp as a tack. Oh, yeah, well, so you, you'd be odds? you'd be
3: very good on your six times tables.
0: Very good, Ab- outstanding. Yeah. So, yeah. but it, maybe that's another. Another show that Matt Dixon will bring in. He's into his second show already. Oh, gee. Don't give him ideas. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But anyway.
3: Yeah. So of of course the big bash, big bash, will have a little bit of a break uh, for a few nights while the test match is on, which is good. But I, I noticed, I think there, there's still another game. Oh, well, I guess there's one on the 19th of December just for Ricky Ponting's birthday, and it just so happens to coincide. With the test match as well um or unless they're thinking the test match might be over in uh, a, a couple oh. of days oh. <laughs> so they've just scheduled well, some big bash just in case
0: yeah, what. yeah it's be interested i hope it does for the people of adelaide yeah it? me too yeah i guess there is that worry if the, if the bowlers get it right down there it could yeah it's a possibility but so far, mate, it's been pretty close, I not the Big Bash, really? If you look at the ladders and that, mm. um, yeah. All, after three games, every side's had a win. So that's always, you know, it, it, it gives you a bit of hope. But um, I guess at the moment, the Renegades are on the bottom. There's five teams that have um, just had one win and two losses. So what that means is that it's going to be a really tight call, you know, when that top four comes in. I think if you win, I reckon if you win, it's gonna probably going to wash if you win seven games they're definitely going to play finals. Yeah. So six, you may not.
3: I, so, I must admit, I, I had under-12s cricket training uh, on Tuesday and the poor old Renegades have got the reputation. They, they didn't have a great season last last year and, and they played the Brisbane Heat on Monday night and mm. and the kids are just talking big bash at training and, and uh, someone said, oh, yeah, the Renegades lost last night. And one of the kids said, oh, who did the Renegades lose to this time? And I thought, oh, gee. <laughs> so not, not a lot of love there, but uh, uh, some big games coming up. We've got Stars and Sixes going on right now. I don't have a score update for that right in front of me. But then big, big...
0: – Pretty tight, Matt. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Level pegging.
2: Interesting,
3: um, interesting one, Robbie. Heat play Thunder – uh on sunday ricky ponting's mm. birthday game mm. that will mean the thunder have played the heat then the stars twice and then yep. the heat again so yeah. it's it's interesting right. it's interesting um uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty tough on the the stars and the heat having to play the premier team in world cricket twice Within the first few weeks of the competition,
0: yeah, it hasn't harmed them just yet.
3: Or oh, hasn't harmed the stars. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they did. They didn't. Um, they lost a the bash boost point though against the Thunder there. Uh, one of the games, and they've
0: lost it against the Sixers tonight too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The Sixers, oh, they've just lost a wicket, So, yeah, Moses out. But they're two for 89 in the 11th over. So that could be a good finish, that, that one. That'll
3: be a great finish. And and um, then we've got Scorchers Hurricanes again. They've already played each other. Uh, How
0: hot and cold has the Hurricanes been? Oh.
3: <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, MS Wade lit things up the other night yeah. there at the Sydney Cricket Ground. That was outstanding. And my word, Ben McDermott hits the ball clean,
0: Robbie. He's a nice player, isn't he?
3: I, I love watching Ben McDermott bat for the Hurricanes, and he hit some big bombs. Darcy Short um, hasn't quite been as explosive as as I expected him to be throughout. Yeah, but I I wouldn't wouldn't write off him scoring lots of runs in the tournament. And uh, the strikers uh, probably not where they'd like to be at this stage. So yeah, it really. Really is one of those competitions which will be very, very even, and that bash boost point, Robbie. Um yep, it all counts. Could could end up being a bit of a factor there when we get to the business end of the season.
0: Well, Sydney Thunder, for example, have won two of their bash matches, bash points, haven't they? So yeah, that, that's really helped them along. Just next time you're down at junior cricket train, just sit the little mate who's concerned about the renegade. Mm. Just reminding that there's Aaron Finch, Sean Marsh, and um, James Pattinson to come back into that side too. They say they could be a just They could be a very tricky opponent. I think post Christmas.
3: Do we do we know when AJ Finch is set to return for the Renegades? Have we had any intel around that oh, or is that just a wait think, and see?
0: So their next game, Maddie, that have like got nine days off. They play on the twenty second of December. Mm. Oh, they would be tempted. <laughs> yeah. I, it's a tricky one, isn't it? I think what twenty second, what's the day date? He's got a week. He might be. Yeah. Then, it, then they play then they play
3: again on Boxing Day, so
0: they well, do. Him, I think they're looking probably more around that boxing day, but to be honest. But um yeah. 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 Sooner the better.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I
0: tell you what he's good in the commentary box.
1: He's oh, good he's, in he's
3: outstanding in the commentary yeah. box. I, I've really enjoyed the current yeah. players coming into comms. Glenn Maxwell's another one whose opinion's on the game. He, he just watches so he's much great. cricket and he reads the game really well and just his candid insights on what's going on out there uh, absolutely outstanding. He's
0: outstanding. And he's intelligent. He's as good as anyone in the game. He's, he's got an incredible... Uh, mine, Maxie. Yeah, I, I love watching Maxie play cricket. I I'm a, I really enjoy it. it took, early days, of his, I probably got a bit frustrated some of the shots he posed, but then I think, you know what he's doing? He's playing his way, he's entertaining, and that's him. And you, you've got to be yourself, so good on him.
1: Yeah,
3: absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Robbie, it's probably time for us to go. We're hopefully going to catch up All right. one more time before Christmas. I know Matt, we will. Matt yeah. Fiction won't let us get away with without that Uh, enjoy the test match I know you'll be watching every ball of that and um, stay tuned for the fiction files there'll be more more fiction files coming uh, throughout the test match have yourself uh, a a great weekend and looking looking forward to catching up again next time thank you to all our loyal listeners and this has been Matt Ellis and Robbie McKinlay for the Cricket Library Weekly bye for now